0: So by adopting this time-restricted feeding pattern, not only do people help to improve their health, but they, oh, they lose weight. So as Dr. Sachin Panda says, diet's important, but when you eat and eating within this restricted time frame is just as important. And people who adopt this, over a short period of time, over a matter of you know four or five weeks, they start to say they feel better they're losing weight, they're sleeping better, they're more refreshed, more energy in the day.
1: This is the Diabetes Freedom Podcast, proudly brought to you by Purinutrients.com, the type 2 diabetes specialists. Here we discuss the latest science to treat, prevent and reverse type 2 diabetes naturally, so you can reclaim your health for a long, healthy and happy life. Ridley here welcome everybody this is really a part two of the last episode so we're expanding upon what we discussed in episode two about the importance of of what we put in our system which influences our blood insulin levels and today we're going to be talking about not just what we eat but it's when we eat and why this is important. Suzanne how are you?
0: Very well, thank you. Welcome again to everybody.
1: Now, Suzanne, why is it important to focus on when we eat, not just what we eat?
0: This is a fascinating area, and something that you know I I kind of stumbled across. You know, I came across the work of Dr. Sachin Panda, and his whole emphasis is on when we are eating. So, if you look at it. We all know about the fact that high blood insulin levels are responsible for obesity, type 2 diabetes. So in, in our society, unfortunately, people are eating six, eight, sometimes ten times a day. And so there's this constant need for insulin to be coming out of the pancreas and these elevated blood insulin l- l- levels. So the very first thing we would say is about when we eat is to – cut out your snacking so that you just have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and, you know, as a maximum. So through the work of Dot and Sachin Panda, I came to realise that, 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 that it even goes further than this, that we need to have a period where we, we are not eating at all and this needs to be minimum a 12-hour period. By, by this... We mean that if you have your first cup of coffee at 7 o'clock in the morning, then you have your last food or drink at night at, by 7 o'clock at night. If you do it at 6 o'clock in the morning, you have something to eat or a cup of coffee, then you finish eating or having a glass of wine or whatever you go to have by 6 o'clock at night. And you might say, well, why is that important? So why is it important? Because the body needs that time to repair itself. So after we finish eating at night, about two to three hours after that, the the circadian rhythm, the circadian clock cranks up and in this time it allows repair to be undertaken. So DNA or stomach lining or toxins that have accumulated during the day, repair is turned on. Enzymes are turned on which are going to be processing cholesterol all these really important functions. But what's currently happening is that people are eating often, you know, 16 hours in the, in the, the day. And so that opportunity for the, for the clock to be cranked up and this healing process to be going on is just not happening. And this is what leads to chronic ill health. It, um, you know, it's estimated that people over 60 years of age Usually they have about two chronic health conditions, you know, cardiovascular disease, diabetes.
1: Arthritis.
0: Arthritis, thank you, Patrick, all that type of thing. So it's really important that we understand that we've been given this tool naturally to help us to allow repair to be going on in our body. So he emphasises to us, I just need to tell you this, that you you all heard about the circadian rhythm it's really on the you know everyone's talking about it now it's very important and there is a master clock in the brain and this is this this is generated this is affected mainly by light but dr sachipanda tells us that every organ in our body nearly every cell in your body has a clock i mean that's just mind blowing and he says that the liver it's not affected by light it's affected by food so that when you start to eat, that clock starts going. And if you keep eating and eating and eating and don't have breaks and you're eating 16 hours a day, Mm -hmm. being able to metabolize foods correctly, reduce oxidation, all these processes that are necessary. So you can see the importance of not only watching what you are eating, that is important, but looking at the timing of your eating and restricting it to a minimum of these 12-hour period.
1: So by restricting it to the 12-hour period, you're giving your body 12 hours rest of, this, of insulin exposure, and then you're saying also to only have three meals a day so that even in between the meals there will be these rest periods. And you can see really that it makes sense because then there becomes balance. So really, as we said, insulin resistance Is this the overexposure? There's too much insulin. So if you're having, like you said, you're waking up having breakfast, so then you have um, morning tea, and then you might even have another little snack between lunch, and then you have lunch, then you have something at your desk. You might be eating a few biscuits or nuts even, which people, you you know, nuts are healthy, but if you have diabetes and you're snacking all the time, not so much. Then you might have something else on the way home from work, and then you have dinner. And then after dinner, you might have something before bed. And, you know, that might sound like a lot of food, which it is, but I I know for a fact that people are doing this. I have clients that have done that. I see people all the time just eating, eating, eating. So it really is such a big thing, but it really goes under the radar. No doubt everybody acknowledges that there are particular types of food that are unhealthy, But I think most people do not realize the significance of when we're eating, how much we're eating, um, and how you put it, that it actually influences, you know, like, pretty much everything, not just, you know, our diabetes.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely right. And the fact is that you're quite correct about reducing the insulin levels by not eating so much. But this is introducing another aspect as well that we actually have to allow time for our body to repair. You know, that's so important. When you're talking about repairing DNA, the intestinal, you know, the lining of your stomach, you know, that's so important. And so when you're overeating and for longer periods of time, not only are you increasing your blood insulin levels and making yourself more prone to obesity and type 2 diabetes, but you're actually stopping... The body's ability to repair and to regenerate and to rest—it's just so important for you.
1: It's amazing. Very interesting.
0: Just, just, just to let you know, Dr. Sachin Pandey mm-hmm. did these these tests where he took two mice, two groups of mice. One he allowed to eat whenever they liked, and they and they had the same type of food, same, same amount of food there, and the others he only allowed to eat at certain times of the day. The ones who were able to eat any time they liked and grazed all day long, they became fat and they were very unhealthy. The others who had the same type of food, same amount, but in a restricted time, they remained healthy. And then he went further and he got the mice that were unhealthy and obese and he put them onto the time-restricted feeding and their health came back. They re- lost that weight, their, you know, the, the, the health issues they had reversed. So, you know, this is our tool. This is something that we have access to, that we can change for ourselves. So by adopting this time-restricted feeding pattern, not only do people help to improve their health, but they, oh, they lose weight. So as Dr. Sachin Panda says, diet's important, but when you eat and eating within this restricted time frame is just as important. And people who adopt this, over a short period of time, over a matter of, you know, four or five weeks, they start to say they feel better. They're losing weight. They're sleeping better. They're more refreshed, more energy in the day.
1: Yeah, and well, sleep is a whole another topic that we'll get into in another episode. Just like, you know, like food, it's pretty much like all pervading. It, it, it impacts the body like down to like a cellular level. So it's real, real important, and with uh, type two diabetes too. So, what do you suggest people can do? You know, we talk. I talk about high impact action, something that you can focus on, just one thing or two things that are going to give you the biggest effect.
0: The two big things: stop snacking. We have become a snacking society, and this is a relatively new phenomenon. If you go back further, people didn't snack. But there's a whole industry being created around snacking. So let's get rid of those snacks. You don't need snacking to keep your energy up, as a lot of people seem to feel.
1: And could I ask you a question? So a client just said the other day, Well, won't I have a hypoglycemic episode if I don't snack? Because, you know, I'm taking insulin and when I went on a low carb diet, I started getting really low blood sugar levels and my doctor had to reduce my insulin, and I was saying, well, that's that's good, right, because that's the end goal, but she was still very hung up on, but if I stop snacking, if I stop eating, this is what's going to happen. So what, what would you say to this?
0: I think that when you're going to make a radical change to your diet that you, and if you're on insulin or other uh, hyperglycemic uh, medication, you do need to be careful, uh, and it needs to be done in close conjunction with your doctor. But this is, should be seen in a positive vein because obviously if you're having less carbohydrates going into, the, into your, in your diet and lower blood glucose level because of that and you're not eating as often or as much, then your body is going to need less insulin. And that's what we're trying to aim. But we want, do want it to be done in a very safe manner. And this is where you need to get your doctor on board before you make any big changes to your diet. Um, And they can, you know, it's a matter of them just, you know, reducing the amount of insulin that that you're taking, uh, you know, twigging things, making sure that that monitoring is occurring. That's really important with these changes. It's not something for you to be doing on your own. It needs to be done with your doctor.
1: That's if you are on... Um, medication that will impact your blood glucose levels though so if you 're not then it 's safe to do this of course but that's you know, right
0: if you 're pre diabetic or just a newly diagnosed diabetic and you 're not on medication, well you know you can just go for it
1: well if you 're on metformin, you can right because metformin doesn 't impact insulin
0: that 's correct yes you 'll be fine with that as well um, but yes that's, so it, it can be very safely done and you know there are tools out there for the doctors to to do this in a satisfactory way. So the second important thing for you to be doing is to be eating in the time-restricted feeding pattern. So we're going to, at first, just aim for 12 hours. Start eating at six or seven in the morning, you stop eating at six or seven at night. If it's eight o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock at night. Try not to be eating too late at night. Because we want to get the the time available for that repair to be going, you know, to be carried out, and this can be hard. I understand. Like, if you're a ship worker, and there is the estimates are that 20% of us do ship work, and that makes it difficult for you. But it doesn't mean it's impossible. We just still have to try to implement these things. Be careful of when you're eating. A lot of ship workers tend to, you know, they don't eat a particularly good diet because it's hard for them. You know, their the circadian rhythms are out, et cetera. So just getting back to that good whole food diet, no snacking, and trying to eat within that restricted period.
1: I think that is some great advice because that is really achievable. You know, like to, to take out snacking, like let's say that you uh, snack pretty much every day. Well, you know, perhaps the first couple of days might be a bit of a challenge. But... Hey, you've got to look at what it's going to do for your life. And you need to look at it as in two options. One option is I keep snacking and I most likely will stay diabetic and then something terrible will happen. I'll have a cardiovascular episode. I may have blindness, dementia, you know, the list goes on. And then in the other the other option is you actually dig deep and you just stop snacking and with these other dietary changes and you will radically change your life. So this is something you need to be thinking about throughout the day. This is your motivation. And it's really important that you stay motivated, you stay in a state of mind that is focused on the goal ahead because it's easy to not think about it and just say, oh, what's it going to matter if I just have this one little snack here or one little snack there? Well, you know what? It's going to matter a lot. Because if you procrastinate, it'll never happen. It has to start now.
0: So, Patrick, just as a, a little add-on there, in the early days when you're trying to to cut out the snacking, if you do at times feel, well, I can't do this, I just have to have something to eat, what's important is to, to be careful about what you choose to eat. So it's very different to go and grab an apple or a sm- small handful of nuts than to go and get a, um, a chocolate bar, or a, or a, an energy drink, you know, something like that that that's going to spike that blood glucose and spike the blood insulin. At least, if in the initial stages, if you feel you just have to have a snack, choose wisely.
1: And something else I just want to address um, because let's face it, there is conflicting information out there. So, and most likely, if you if you're Out exploring the world of diabetes, you would have come across information saying it's important to snack. And in fact, I was listening to a diabetes podcast the other day and they were saying you have to snack. It's important that you're feeding your cells sugar because they're deficient of sugar. And if you don't do that, then you're not getting what you need. So we know fundamentally that this is just incorrect. That you know, the the sugar the sugar is getting into the cells. In fact, there is too much sugar in the cells, and we know this because people are putting on weight. And but you know, like what Suzanne is saying is true. You could be snacking on some carrot sticks, you know, and and that's going to be a much better option. But we're looking at this as the end goal of really reversing diabetes, you know, improving your life. So. We really need to think about it as what can I really do to get the most the most success and that is start off with getting rid of all the snacks eat within a 12 hour window and then like we suggested in the last episode start looking at the food you're consuming so lowering your carbohydrate intake particularly the high glycemic index and the high glycemic load foods and then focusing on nutritious vegetables and you will definitely get results. Anything you want to finish with, Suzanne?
0: No, I think that's fairly well covered, covered it and I hope you find it uh, valuable and, and something that you can start to implement into your life now. We'll go a bit further on, you know, and 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 investigate how we can further improve it. But these these are very important basics, and if most of us ate this way, we would be much healthier.
1: Yeah, and like you're, you're, what you're saying is true. This these are really just the basics, the foundation, and if you just focus on this, this is what's going to get your results. But in the next episode, we're going to talk about a really powerful tool. That will supercharge your diabetes recovery and that is intermittent fasting. And that really takes this concept of when you eat to another level. If you'd like more help with your type 2 diabetes journey, visit our website, puranutrients.com, and have a look at some of our free content on our website. We wish you all the best with your type 2 diabetes journey. This is the Diabetes Freedom Podcast, Proudly brought to you by PuraNutrients.com, the type 2 diabetes specialists. Here we discuss the latest science to treat, prevent and reverse type 2 diabetes naturally so you can reclaim your health for a long, healthy and happy life.